Do you remember the movie Ghostbusters? The famous choose your destroyer scene where the guys are on the rooftop towards the end told by a supernatural voice that their thoughts will decide what form the destroyer comes in. Bill Murray's character is screaming, don't think, nobody think. And almost immediately, the ominous voice says, the choice has been made. Everyone's yelling, they're confused. The camera pans to Dan Aykroyd as he says, I couldn't help myself. The form of destruction? A 100-foot-tall Stay puff Marshmallow Man. Well, my Stay puff Marshmallow Man is this, episode nine. Let me, let me explain. In the rock and roll world, there's an ominous significance attached to the number 27. It's known as the fatal year because so many rock stars died at age 27. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse, just to name a few. There's a fatal number in podcasting, too. It's eight. The eighth episode. Some numbers have 60% as the percentage of shows that fail before a ninth episode. That number eight has been in my crawl since I began. And I know, just like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, think and it can become your destruction. Laws of attraction, you know, what you think about, you attract. Well, I've been so bad at that for so long, I didn't think it'd ever start working now. I mean, I thought about fancy cars, cool guitars, being on the New York Times bestseller list. None of that crap happened. But now... I think about episode eight, and I can't seem to break through it. Of course, there's a quote to commemorate the moment. There's a quote or meme for just about everything today. While you can't really be 100% sure about the origination of the quotes, like the famous one with Abraham Lincoln saying, don't believe everything you read on the internet, you can usually find something that gets your point across. This particular nugget, I fact-checked. It originated with one Jean de La Fontaine. He was a French guy, of course, a fabulist, born in 1621, 1621. Now, I never heard of a fabulist. I had to look it up. It's not a fabulous person. If it was, I'd want to be one. A fabulist is a poet. More specifically, a poet who writes fables. And Monsieur Fontaine was the most widely read fabulist of the 17th century, but that's completely irrelevant. What is relevant is the quote. He said, a person often meets his destiny on the road he took to avoid it. Well, he didn't actually say it like that. He probably said it more like, Une personne rencontre souvent son destin sur la route pour l'éviter. For two weeks, I've been wrestling with episode nine and it's been kicking my ass. It began as a piece on perspective. I told a funny story about a poem I wrote back in 2002 and how it coincided with a tragic story of my record deal that never happened. I tied the two together in a profound, uplifting way in an attempt to demonstrate that one can indeed change their perceptions and in doing so, shift their perspective. I overthought the piece. Went back and forth about how it was too wide a swing, not cohesive, and I put it on the back burner for later. Then, I began a piece called Quicksand. I drew up a satirical look at the irrational fears we had as kids, in the 70s and 80s, quicksand was a big deal. Quicksand, the Bermuda Triangle, and gum taking seven years to digest in your stomach. And don't pretend you didn't believe that one. 
everyone from Batman to the Incredible Hulk to Daisy Duke and even the bionic woman herself, Jamie Summers, ended up in some state of peril because of quicksand. Walking to school, you know, 10 miles, uphill, each way. I was on the lookout for quicksand. Never mind that I was in the city of Philadelphia. L.A. has tar pits. Rationalize that one. Come to find out later in life, I wasted a lot of energy, unnecessarily, on quicksand. The cruel joke here, about 10 years ago, my brother had an accident on his dirt bike while riding through the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. He crashed into quicksand, real quicksand. Now I don't know what to believe. Needless to say, the quicksand episode, well, it hit quicksand. I put it on the back burner for later. I went back to the piece on perspective. No luck. I weighed it against the other pieces, held it up to the light of what the show's about. Does it encourage? Is it inspiring? What are we doing here? We need to be funny. Something light. The first eight episodes have been good, but we need something more. Not just good, different. But it has to mean something. Okay, got it. Good, funny, different. Mean something. Shit. That's a lot of pressure. I got a 20 and a left. Episode 9. We're losing him. We're losing him. Clear. Clear the mechanism. Don't think. Just throw. What are we doing here? We're working through roadblocks, challenging outdated beliefs we hold about ourselves, changing the narrative if it no longer works. Remember? What was I overthinking? Why is this keeping me awake at night? There's nothing wrong with any of the episodes I wrote for episode nine. The problem is that I allowed myself to backslide into the quicksand of perfection. Funny thing, when it's all said and done, quicksand actually exists. Perfection doesn't. Yet, the pursuit of perfection traps so many more people. So let's set the record straight here. I did a Google search. How many people die each year by quicksand? You know what the answer was? Almost nobody. If Google answers with a vagity like that, well, we can all march on. Here's what the original Google, Encyclopedia Britannica, had to say. Quicksand can be a mucky nuisance but it's basically impossible to die in the way that is depicted in the movies, end quote. Excellent. I can stop worrying about quicksand. Just for fun, I searched, how many people die by perfection? I expected the same answer. I was shocked. According to research by the American Psychological Association, the number of people suffering from mental illnesses such as anorexia, depression, and anxiety has reached a record high thanks to the rise in perfectionism. Because today's world equates performance, status, and a perfect image with worth, apparently today's millennials feel immense pressure to outperform and outshine their peers in an effort to prove their worth. Their answer? Perfectionism. What follows is a harsh self-criticism, depression, and anxiety. The study went on to suggest that higher rates of suicide can be attributed to perfectionism because so many young professionals feel that not living up to outside approval suggests that they have some sort of inferiority, weakness, or flaw. Harsh self-criticism? Check. Anxiety? Check. What are we doing here? Here's the analysis and a direct correlation as it relates to perfectionism. 
Back in episode seven, Rise and Shine, I spoke about negativity bias and how our brains are hardwired to attach to negative stimulus. Now that we have several episodes out there in the universe, we're getting feedback. And if there's one thing I know after being in the performance business for over 30 years, it's that you're going to be criticized. A certain amount of people aren't going to connect, and that's fine. And a certain amount of those people will feel a strong need to tell you about it. I got an email criticizing the show. Even though I told myself it didn't bug me, I let it bug me. Subconsciously, I began to overthink everything I was doing, almost as if I was catering to that one email. When I was doing music, I quickly learned to disregard reviews, because if you believe the good ones, you gotta believe the bad ones. But these days, it's all about the review. We read reviews on movies, books, restaurants, Airbnbs, auto repair, coffee shops, and dog groomers. When producing anything that gets released into the public sphere, the tendency to lean in and engage is hard to resist. I know this. And even when I thought I had a grasp on it, it reared its ugly head. It kept me chasing my tail and this elusive episode nine for nearly three weeks. Screw that. This is it. With all of its flaws, meandering storyline and imperfections, I give you episode nine. There's an old saying about opinions as they relate to a certain body part. I won't repeat it, but I will point out that while crass, it's as true today as the first time I heard it. There's nothing more important than continued progress toward the person you want to be. And if I can quote a 17th century fabulist, a person often meets his destiny on the road he took to avoid it. Sounds like it's time for a road trip. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, jump over to themindunset.com and get on the email list. Follow us on your favorite podcast app and on Instagram at themindunsetpodcast. Next week, strong coffee, strong women, my guest, Dr. Gladys Otto. Gladys is a clinical psychologist, award-winning educator, speaker, and author of The Good Goodbye, How to Navigate Change and Loss in Life, Love, and Work. And we talked about all of it. But I think in the absence of tending to our nervous systems, we force ourselves into meditation. We force ourselves into positive talk. We force ourselves into vision boarding and inspirational, all that, all this stuff that ultimately leads us feeling more like shit about ourselves when it quote unquote doesn't work. Make sure you come back for that one. And until next week, be nice, do good stuff.